So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And uh, man, just continue, continue to appreciate all of you who are leaving ratings, reviews, comments. Uh, those of you who write in with questions, we love hearing from you guys. Um, we don't advertise it a lot, but you can always email podcast at sathiasam.com if there's something you want us to talk about or if we said something confusing that you'd like to understand more. Um, we are here to help you and to make sure that what we're providing is valuable for you. And I'm sure I've talked about this before, but you know, one of the main reasons that we do a daily podcast is because when I was addicted, I needed help literally every single day. And so our goal here is to be a positive voice in your ear as regularly as we can possibly manage to do that, which is about five days a week. Uh, We want to provide you uh, advice, insights. We don't want to give you encouragement and just all the support that we can possibly throw your way to help you make a lasting recovery, to live a life of confidence and integrity, and ultimately to become the person that God made you to be. So you should really be proud of yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back for making it this far, for taking time out of your day to listen to a resource that is going to propel you and lead you to the place that you deserve to be, that you long to be, a place that is completely free of porn. Now, we've been getting lots of questions lately about dating, and so what I wanna do in our time today is talk a little bit about a few um, a few main concepts that come out of recovery that have relevance when you are dating. Now, if you're not dating because either you're single or you're married, I just want you to know that these are going to have relevance regardless. These will have an application for you as well, but we are going to talk about these concepts primarily in the context of dating for this episode. So if you're uh, if you're just getting started, if maybe you've been dating for a while or you're engaged, um, we're talking to you directly today and I want you to listen very closely. The, the beautiful thing about recovery is that recovery uh, allows you to acquire skills, qualities, and character that transcend virtually every facet of life and I would say even of society, you know, one who is able to, to really master his urges and impulses can go on to do incredible things financially, vocationally, relationally, socially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I mean, the list goes on physically. There, there's, there's no limit to what you can do when you master some of these fundamental elements that lead to long-term recovery. And so if you are... Um, If you're in recovery and you're dating, I just want you to know that's fine. Uh, We have some guys who freak out and are like, oh my gosh, Sathya, like, you know, you, you, you waited, like you prayed that God would keep your future wife on hold before you got into a relationship. I don't know. Should I be doing the same thing? No, you you don't have to do that just because I did it. You need to figure out what's going to work the best for you. And then you need to act accordingly. If you're dating and you're recovering, that is okay. All right. Um, but but there is a caveat, and the caveat is simply this. 
you must do everything in your power right now to get clean before you get married. Because marriage is a magnifier, and if it's a problem now, it's going to be worse later. Don't fall for the trap. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. So do the work now. Only caveat, okay? But it is okay for you to date while you're in recovery. Totally okay with that. Um, what what you find as you recover is that um, recovery is just one of the best processes you can go through. I don't wish that everybody was addicted, but I do wish that, that everybody would um, somehow, one way or another, go through a recovery journey where they learn more about themselves, they understand why they're wired the way they're wired, they know what's required for them to make better decisions in life, and they've developed skill sets and characters that that govern their decisions and enable them to navigate the, the different challenges and the different seasons of life with relative ease and composure. Like who wouldn't want that? That's you know what I mean? Like that, that's the be all end all. And these are some of the beautiful byproducts of recovery. And what I want to talk about today are actually three more byproducts that can serve your relationship really well. The first is boundaries. When you are in recovery, you learn to set boundaries in your life. Sometimes they are relational boundaries where it's maybe spending less time with somebody than you did before. Um, sometimes they are logistical boundaries. You charge your phone in a different room than the room that you sleep in. Uh, sometimes it means an internet filter that prevents you from visiting bad websites. I'm not actually fully against that. I just know that on its own isn't going to help enough. But I mean, if that's part of your practice, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but again, an example of a boundary, something that says we will not cross this line. And when you are leading a relationship, you can just imagine that the, the boundaries need to get set early on. Now, uh, you hear boundaries in that context and you think physical boundaries right away. I'm not even talking about that. I just mean you may have some boundaries for how you guys engage. You may have some boundaries for how often you call or text or spend time together. There, there's no right or wrong here, but but setting boundaries and being able to keep them is very important in the dating relationship. And if you are in a relationship where you're setting boundaries and they're not being honored, that to me is a red flag with a couple. It doesn't mean that the couple can't like is not compatible. It means that the way the couple is functioning is going to create bigger problems when they're married and it needs to be addressed now. I hope you're hearing the difference there. So um, the, the boundary thing is a big deal. It just means that your yes is yes, your no is no, that you're intentionally thinking about the parameters and the limitations and, and the context that is required for you to just make good decisions, to live the life that you want to live in a way that is still congruent and um, complementary to the person that you're with. And, and this takes time to develop. It, it's not always, um, uh, I don't know, like hard, uh, like a, a hard cut. And, and just easy to set and boom, there you go. Sometimes you're adjusting, you're iterating. But the point is you, you, set, you learn to set boundaries in your life when you're recovering and that ability translates very well in a dating context. And it's gonna allow the relationship to be healthy. It's gonna allow it to progress naturally and eventually lead to some clarity on whether or not this is somebody you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. The second byproduct is transparency. Um, I'm drifting away from the use of the word vulnerability because it, the word is just getting diluted too much and people are over glorifying the negative hard parts of life at the expense of anything positive and good grief. I mean, in the world that we live in today, we need 
all the positivity we can get. And um, it's just driving me a little bit nuts. Now, um, I am grateful, you know, that people are at least giving themselves permission to talk about the harder things of life because that wasn't always the case, right? But um, anyway, the whole vulnerability craze is just driving me a little bit nuts right now because um, the pendulum has swung a little bit too far. Transparency is the conscious decision to be seen. And when it is done on a regular basis, it leads to meaningful and often lasting relationship. When you are recovering, you must learn how to be transparent. You must be able to open up to let people see within what's really going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The more transparent you are, the faster you heal, plain and simple. So that's like a, that's a great hack, actually. If you really want to make a full recovery, uh, yeah, learn to be transparent. Find, find the right places to do it. Okay, you don't need to post on social media about it. Please do not post on social media about it. Find better places to be transparent where there's no social reward at the end. Like you're not getting likes and comments and whatever. And oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so transparent. Wow. Actually, people would never say that. They would say you're so tra- you're so vulnerable because people love vulnerability. But um, you know what I'm saying. Just uh, find those healthy places. But when you learn to be transparent in recovery, well, you can imagine how this translates well into a relationship. Obviously, um, you know, the ability to just regularly be seen, um, to let somebody have an understanding of what's going on within you, unbelievably valuable for cultivating meaningful relationship. And what's really cool about transparency is that transparency brings clarity. In other words, the more transparent you are in a relationship, the clearer the decision will be for the other person of whether or not they actually believe that they could be with you and they're compatible with you and vice versa. Now, you as the man, I want to encourage you, you are supposed to lead this charge. Typically, men are, you know, they, we keep everything suppressed. We keep our cards close to our chest. We let the woman, you know, talk about her troubles and, and we don't share our own. And we put ourselves at a huge disadvantage when we do that. What we want to do, especially when you're dating, right? Because you're ultimately dating with the goal of marriage to figure out, is this somebody I can spend the rest of my life with? Transparency allows you to do that. Now, the appropriate level of transparency, of course, that sort of increases gradually as the relationship progresses. But the point here is that we are being transparent on a regular basis so that they can see us for what we're worth. And in the meantime, we are also creating a culture where it is safe for them to be transparent so we can see them for what they're worth. And in the process, we're going to get clarity on whether or not this relationship will work. Incredibly valuable. The last byproduct of recovery that really fuels healthy dating relationships is the presence of joy. You know, this is probably the coolest thing that we get to witness in the lives of our clients is as they start to get healthier, their baseline level of joy dramatically increases. It doesn't mean that they don't have hard days and that they don't feel negative emotions, but the place that they fall to is very different than the place they used to because their joy has been restored in their life. They find joy in the little things. You know, when you're addicted to something, the only thing that gives you the illusion of joy is the addictive substance or behavior. But when you start to get clean, you start to find joy in little things, right? Or the things of old, the things that you used to love, or you suddenly love them again. It's it's just having these things in our life, having joy in our life that, that just colors and flavors the things that we experience as humans. And when you are in a relationship, nothing is more attractive than somebody who has joy. 
somebody who is able to just find find that place of of security and gratitude amidst difficulties, somebody who can ride the wave when things are going well and when people are having fun, they they jump in. You know, I, I think of myself, my, my wife is like this this dancing fanatic, you know, and she loves dancing and whether it's like crazy, like reggae, Jamaican dancing, which I like have no capacity for in my body, or it's just slow dancing to a romantic song that suddenly comes on the radio, um, whatever it might be, she loves it. And I have found great joy in dancing with her in our house, even though I don't really dance. You know, it's just not really who I am. But um, recovery will do that to you. You know, it, it'll cause you to to identify opportunities to experience joy and to simply jump in, no questions asked. And obviously, the example I gave is just a great demonstration of how this can impact a romantic relationship. Joy is incredibly attractive. And as you learn to experience joy in your dating relationship and you find ways to just have fun together, it's going to bring a lot of clarity on um, you know whether or not there's somebody you can spend the rest of your life with. And it's also just going to add value to the relationship. It's going to make, make you really grateful for that person and it's going to allow you to find joy. And uh, I think that's incredibly, incredibly useful. So that's everything for today, guys. To summarize really quick, um, when you recover... The, the, there are byproducts of recovery. There's skills and characteristics we develop. And if you can really master these skills during recovery, they will translate incredibly well into a dating relationship. And these three, these three things are boundaries, transparency, and joy. And so I encourage you, wherever you are in your recovery journey, keep going, keep investing, keep sewing in the time and the energy and the money and whatever it is that's required, because if you can get this taken care of while you're dating, your future wife will profusely thank you on the other side when you're finally married. And if you're single or you're married, uh, I want you to think a little bit about what it might look like to cultivate some of these things in your own life right now. There's always an application, and these are just three um, you know, really strong tenets that you can build your life around that's going to serve you well in your relationships that are either present or in the future. Thank you guys for listening. I wish you an incredible day and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.